Welcome to Always and Forever, a One Tree Hill podcast where we usually analyze and dissect the greatest teen show from the early 2000s. I'm Caitlin Illinich. And I'm Jeremy Rodriguez. And this is not our episode on season four, episode six, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Uh, Because Caitlin and I decided that we needed a little bit of a nap. December is nuts. (laughs) That's all I gotta say. Yeah, we we debated on like, you know, like release it all the way through December and all the way through January because we had a we had a pretty long hiatus between seasons three and four, but honestly, it just wasn't happening this year, friends. No. It, it, I feel like we just never count on this time of year. <laughs> yeah, so until after the like, new year. every December, possibly January, just expect that you will not be getting new content from us listeners. Um Unless you're on Patreon. But, unless you're on Patreon, yes. We, you will be getting, like, tons of new content from us then. Um, in addition to the holidays, like, you know, just to give some context to our fellow listeners, like, when we started this podcast back in 2020, we went, like, a good three years where Caitlin was the only one who was working full-time. I was working some part-time work. And now, a few months ago, I got a full-time job. So now both of us are working full-time. So... It's been a challenge trying to juggle our schedules a little bit here and there. Um, we're doing the absolute best we can. And honestly, the the way the best way in order to make it so we can release a little bit more consistently is so we can hire an editor to take up some of the, the workload for me and Caitlin. And the way we can hire an editor is if we get more Patreon money. And I know it's getting like, we're starting to sound like a broken record by asking for money. But if you want us to stop asking for money, you got to give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, basically I, I, I took that i took that from another podcast by the way and i thought it was just so cool the fact that they just owned it like hey if you want to stop asking for money you gotta give us money i'm like yeah work it's accurate though <laughs> we would free up time if we had an editor it, it would free up time for us to like come up with new ideas and create more content yeah, because I know, like, for all the listeners at home, it may sound like we're just uh, we're just talking about One Tree Hill and having fun, and we do, we do have a lot of fun, but it still is a lot of work, and anything you can contribute, we would really appreciate it. And for the for our longtime patrons and our newer patrons as well, like, thank you so much for supporting us. It really means the whole fucking world to us, and we appreciate you. Yeah, we we really really do, but. We will be back in January, so stay tuned on an exact date. And in the meantime, we've decided to release our very first episode of Royal Review, which is typically on our Patreon. And it is Royal Review is basically a reaction podcast to the drama queens. And it's a lot of fun because there's a lot to talk about. And we are releasing episode 10 of Royal Review right now. So that's there on Patreon. <laughs> and that's only for patrons. But this episode is getting released from behind the paywall to give you a little bit of tease on what you have to look forward to. So we recorded and released this episode two years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, 
So the content is a little bit dated, but it will give you a taste of what these episodes offer for you. They are incredibly unhinged, uncensored, unedited. Seriously, this is like the rawest audio we have ever produced for our listeners. I don't even remember what we talked about, Caitlin, because literally, we, we record these episodes, we don't listen to them, we don't edit them, we just put them out there and just release them. So hopefully we didn't say anything that would get us canceled. <laughs> Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did it, but let us know. <laughs> and the way we used to do the episodes is we were kind of keeping up with the Drama Queens podcast, like as they were releasing them, kind of. We would chunk them still. But now what we're doing is reacting to the seasons. So, episode 10, if you were to join Patreon, you would see our latest episode is season five focused. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we have much more in store for you. Um, you can listen to all of the episodes on all the way up until season five. And the only place where you can listen to that is by subscribing to our Patreon at the $5 level. And you can also gain access to about 27 hours worth of bonus content. So I think it's pretty worth it, to be honest. You counted that, Jeremy? <laughs> yes, I did. I did add it up. It, it's it's a little bit rough. It may be like 26 hours and 50 minutes or something like that. Or it may be like 20, 28 hours. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, about 27 hours of bonus content. That in, ad- that in addition to Royal Review, that also includes our spoiler-full mini-podcast, a movie podcast, bloopers, and just a lot of great unhinged content from us. And you can also get access to our private Discord server where you can chat with us and other listeners. You can subscribe over at patreon.com slash always OTHpod. That's always O-T-H-P-O-D. Have a happy holiday, everyone. school trauma girl trauma girl all about them high school queens always and forever <laughs> we take you for a ride in our comic girl trauma queens something 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 you can be the smart girl rough girl fashionable tough girl you can sit with us girl trauma queens trauma queens trauma queens trauma trauma queens trauma queens that was an excellent rendition <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting me to say it were you you weren't expecting this to happen that that theme song is what do the kids say it fucking slaps <laughs> i think that's what they say now i don't know anymore like i fucking love it i wish i knew all the lyrics i tried looking up the lyrics just to prepare for that little intro and i could not find them at all yeah some of the words i i can't figure out exactly what they're saying <laughs> but it is so freaking catchy i can't I, like it makes me happy when i put the podcast on on mondays yes. I'm just like bopping in my seat. <laughs> there was one episode where they forgot to put it in. Yeah, I noticed that. I was very disappointed. I was like, wait, did I miss the theme song? I like rewound and I'm like, no, they just forgot to edit it in. I forgot which one it was, but that really bothered me. Oh my gosh, I noticed that too. It like just jumped into the conversation. I was like, they're not going to play it anymore? Yeah. And then it was there the next week. So I was happy. Exactly. I was I was like, oh thank goodness. Like I, I can't deal without that song. I thought it was so corny when I first heard it back when they were doing promo for it. But then like then I started like sending it in my head, like, we're all about the girl. And I'm like, 
I love it. It just gets stuck in your head. Oh, it's Ugh. so fucking good. Um, before we get into our deeper conversation about uh, these episodes, though, um, please tell me that you bought a ticket for the live tape on September 23rd. I did not. What? You did? Caitlin. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, I did. So I, we never even talked about it. How dare no, we you? No, we did not, because I was saving it for this podcast recording. Well, the thing is, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what time it was. It's at 9 p.m. our time. Okay. 9 p.m. Eastern. Got it's it. late, I know. It sucks. I guess I'm not a One Tree Hill fan. Psych. <laughs> 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 but I really didn't buy a ticket because, yeah, I, I, I just did it. We never talked about it. Okay, well... <laughs> I'm just saying it's September 23rd. You know, you have time. Okay. Hopefully it's, it's not yeah. sold out. I mean, it's a virtual thing, so. I don't I don't think it okay. will be, honestly. Yeah, it's it's $25. Um, I, so it's uh, being done through uh, Loops, which, have you ever been to one about through Loops? No, I haven't. I have. Um, so I, I've had varying experiences with that. Um there was one experience I went to where, like, the podcast host would actually interact with chat because you, you actually get to chat, like, with the host and chat with each other and everything like that. Um, I've had experience where the hosts, like, actually interact with the with the audience, like, right before the taping and everything like that. And then I've had other experiences where they don't interact at all and then they just jump into the tape and the whole point is for us to talk to each other, which I did not like the latter experience. Interesting. I wonder how they do this one. Yeah, so I I really hope they do the former where they actually like talk and chat. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? So do you think they'll play so that live episode, do you think they'll air it on the regular podcast? I would imagine so, yeah. Okay. I know they I know my looped experiences they would air, but it would be edited and whatnot. Yeah. This yeah. is the whole point to just see it completely unedited. Also to see them in person. Mm-hmm. In person. Quote, quote, unquote. Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, the minute I found out about that, I'm like, all right, Loops, I'm familiar with that website. Let me go. Let me buy my ticket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I looked at it, and then I think I forgot. And then we never talked about it, so. Yeah, but that's why I wanted to talk about it here, you know. <laughs> you really have been in for two months. I mean, for I- two months we haven't talked about this. Hardly. They were like, you- I was going to text you, and be like, "Hey, hey, you going to the to the Loops live tape? It? Uh, you you got to do it." And then I just figured, like, no, nah, let's save it for the conversation. <laughs> I know. There's, <laughs> when, there's so much to talk it. about. I know, exactly. But yeah, I really cannot wait. Uh, 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 speaking of which, uh, welcome to the Royal Review, the podcast where we discuss the podcast about One Tree Hill, which we also host a podcast on. <laughs> this is our official uh, Drama Queens commentary. And, and, as, <laughs> and as you can tell... This conversation is completely unfiltered. It's it's going to be unedited by the time we put it out for the world. Uh, yep. Because our priority is to, like, you know, make sure all of you get our reactions to Drama Queens. Probably once a month, every two months. We don't we don't really know what we're going to do. But there's there's not a format for this show whatsoever. It's just Caitlin raw and, I, and unfiltered. <laughs> yep. 
Kayla and I are just going to chill, and you just get to overhear our conversations. And we're going to be talking about a lot of episodes, the first nine episodes of their podcast, Drama Queens. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's just, yeah. I have notes and everything, Jeremy, so I'm ready (laughs) to go. (laughs) So... I mean, how do you want to do this? You want to just go, like, episode by episode? Because I I have, like, my notes, like, broken out into, like, little bullet points. Yeah, so I kind of had some random thoughts to start off with, and then I have episode by episode. Ooh, give us your random th- I I actually have a random thought, too. So yeah. Okay. So just one. The first thing, it might be controversial, but this podcast, Drama Queens, I think, is better than any reboot we could ever get. i stand by those words wow i didn't know i needed this podcast until i got the podcast because i never even thought that it would be a possibility Mm -hmm. i I just never even fathomed like one day there might be a podcast on the show it never dawned on me and now i know a lot of shows like the actors are doing it for a lot of different shows now I was, I was about to say, you never thought there would be a podcast on this show? I mean, Caitlin, we, we host a podcast <laughs> on this show. <laughs> With the actresses or actors. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I have to troll you there for a second. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, like, anyway. back when the show ended in 2012, that was not, like, something that was happening in our culture. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. podcasts were happening, but not, like, TV rewatch podcasts with the cast Yeah, for members, real. At least. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I just never... It, it was never a thought, but, like, this podcast... I don't know. It's just better than a reboot because you're getting so much information about every single episode. You're getting behind-the-scenes fun facts. You're getting the actresses, like, experiences. And I feel like a lot of reboots are disappointing in the end. But this is like mm-hmm. reliving it, reliving the show. And it's like an extension of the show because you're learning more about it. And it's amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> no, for real. So you listen to other uh, TV rewatch podcasts where the actors are the hosts. So you, what, do you, what else do you listen to? You listen to the OC one, right? So I listen to the OC one um, with Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark. Welcome to the OC bitches. And... It is not, I mean, it's not as nearly as good as this one. Yeah, how would, so how would you compare the two as far as, like, the format is concerned? Or just, like, the general, like, atmosphere of it? So, basic, every, basically every single episode of the OC one, there's a guest. Okay. And that guest is not, like, sometimes there have been some actors, but it's a lot of, like, directors, writers, like, crew and stuff like that. So it just has a different vibe. And like this one, I don't know. There's just so many fun tidbits. And these, like Hillary, Joy, and Sophia, they really like remember a lot. <laughs> I feel like the OC yeah. one, they just don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> now, do they so, do like a deep dive into the episode? Because I know a lot of people, like a lot of the uh, internet discourse that I've been reading, like people don't really it's not that people don't like drama queens i feel like people are a little bit disappointed about the fact that they're not really dissected the episodes 
they're more talking about behind the scenes info. They're like, honestly, like, I don't really, I, I was never really expected a big dissection of the episodes. I feel like I was thinking, coming from the actors, I don't know if that would be, like, they, I feel like they do dissect. There's certain aspects they focus in on. Yeah. And then others, like, they don't. And then they but, just go off on tangents, which I love. Yeah. I mean, I love the content. I, I'm going to be honest. I basically love Same. every single episode, everything they talk about. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I'm i not really going to that podcast in order to get a breakdown scene by scene. I want to hear the behind the scenes stuff. That's mm-hmm. what I want to hear. Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess it's all like it's your preference of what you like. But I, For real. I don't yeah. think, like, just to compare with the OC one, I don't think they don't break down the episode any more than Drama Queens does. What about right. some of your podcasts? Because I know you listen to, like, some Buffy ones and Veronica Mars. Well, they're, I mean, those podcasts are very similar to the one that we do, where yeah. it's like, you know, people actually, like, breaking down uh, episodes scene, scene by scene and everything like that. I've never actually listened to a podcast that was hosted by the actors yeah okay so so True. this is like this is something new to me so i you know this is the norm for me i'm like okay this is cool like i know uh i know the the ladies from the office also have a podcast as well i believe they do and oh. i don't listen to that one because i've only seen the office once and i feel like i need to rewatch it again to like as it came out when i was finished or when I was finishing the series, because I watched it yeah. more recently, so right. <laughs> for the first time, and I wouldn't be able to recall ep- every episode like just right. watching it once. So, yeah, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, you know, again, some of the discourse I've been reading is that, like, oh, the ladies from the office, like, they actually really love their time on the show. So apparently, it's like much more positive, and the the big. Uh, I don't even know if this is if it's even correct to call this a criticism, but people are saying like they don't like drama queens because it's so negative and it's ruining One Tree Hill for them, which I I really hate that hot take because I I just think that's speaking from so much privilege. I don't like that hot take either. Uh huh. I don't know. I mean. Can you truly be a fan of something without recognizing some of, like, its faults? Like, the show's faults? Like, can you really be a fan? We do every episode on our podcast, yes. (laughs) And it doesn't ruin the show for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. It actually, like, like, talking about it with you has expanded my view of the show. Like, we've talked mm -hmm. about things that I never even considered when I was watching this back when I was a teenager. So. Yeah, Sam. I don't know. I, yeah. Because we grew up and we have a new set of eyeballs right now. You know? Exactly. And that's exactly what, uh, I, I mean, that's exactly how the ladies are also treating the whole entire show. They're treating it as like a, as a healing mm-hmm. journey, you know? Like, I forgot who said it. Like, one of them said that, um, like, they're kind of scared to watch the rewatch the show because they're going to think about, like, that particular time in their life. Yeah. And I I can relate to that, actually. Like, even just as a viewer, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. 
like uh this i mean at the time of this uh recorder this episode hasn't aired yet but i am uh watching uh anna's arc on one tree hill also should we note that this podcast is fully spoiled we did not note that earlier <laughs> i feel like if you're listening to drama queens like yes. their podcast is they say things that spoil like yeah, way down so the line so you should you should know that much like the drama queens podcast this is gonna be fully spoiled like our discussions on royal review fully spoiled just fyi raw and unfiltered <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um but anyway yeah like um you know it, it's kind of hard for me to watch season two just as a viewer because you know i'm reliving that time in my life from when i was coming out going through that like initial trauma and everything so i can understand like I can understand as a viewer, yet alone, like, if you actually start in the show and you experience, like, life changes and whatnot. I but, know. And, like, so much was going on in their personal lives behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So how can you not? And they were also in their early 20s. So, like, s- there's so much oh, growth God. and you're going through so much. I don't know. There's just a lot of going on in your early 20s. And For real? it can be confusing. And they're also learning how to, they're learning a new profession and how to be people, basically, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you're, you're a young adult, you're growing up and yeah, that's a lot. So I, I can see why it would be easy to associate your, your own personal lives with, you know, some of the episodes of the show and what was happening on screen. For real. Um. Also, uh, I have a little bit of a confession to make. It's not even a confession. That's the wrong way to put it. Um, so... What is this? <laughs> so, like, uh, so I feel like uh, prior to listening to this podcast, I knew Hillary Burton and Sophia Bush the most out of the three ladies. Like, you know, I, I never really talked about this, but, like, I used to watch Hillary Burton on TRL. Like, long before she was on One Tree Hill. I watched her on there yeah. for several years. Um, yeah, I loved her on there. And then Sophia Bush, like, I've gotten to know her since One Tree Hill because of her activism and her social media presence. Like, I knew Bethany Joy Lenz, I feel like, you know, not only while the show was running, but, like, even now, I felt like I knew her the least. And I gotta say, if Brooke Davis is my main fictional girl, Bethany Joy Lenz is my main real-life woman. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say that? I fucking love her. Like, she is so chill. Like, I could be best friends with her, I feel like. She. I mean, they all are, but, like, there's a genuineness about her. Yeah. I I don't know. And she is chill. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Like, she talks about some of her social awkwardness and, like, uh, I forget who said it, but somebody said that she has, like, a fiery side to her, which I feel like I definitely have a fiery side to myself occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, in fact, have you been watching, like, some of her um, Instagram videos about, like, making cocktails and stuff like that? <laughs> like, instructional videos? <laughs> what is this? I love her. <laughs> She's so, like... I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just... Ugh, I don't even... <laughs> words. I'm, I'm filtered. That's not getting edited. Go on. I, I'm in awe of these women. Like, I yeah. really am... All three of them. They're so different, but, like, they all... I don't know. The three personalities fit together so well. I don't know. I feel like I have a crush on all three of them. Because they're they're just... They're just so amazing. 
Yeah, they're all like, wonderful. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're I, I just s- found it to be. Yeah. Ugh. It's so good. But I definitely found it most surprising how much I fucking love Bethany Joy Lens. I'm like, yo. She's my people. <laughs> and she's an introvert. I, and yes. I know you identify that as that, I'm pretty sure, and mm-hmm. I I definitely identify as that. <laughs> <laughs> like how she, she, like she, in one episode she referred to herself as an extrovert and introvert, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's exactly how I consider myself. Like, I could go into a party and be like, the life, and be like, hi everybody, how are you doing? This is so much fun, oh my god, I can't wait! And then I'm like, I want to be anywhere but here, can we leave? <laughs> of our high school reunion <laughs> dancing I don't even know you were on the floor at one point <laughs> what happened then? I don't know you were doing some weird dance <laughs> but that really is your extroverted introversion you probably stayed after all of that excitement you were like I don't want to go anywhere for two days and then I didn't go anywhere for like two months after that probably <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, but that's to... how I roll, honestly. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like that's why I identify with Joy so much for that reason. I just, I just think she's so cute. And yeah, she is. I, I'm in total yeah. agreement. I think they're all so different, but amazing. Yeah, there's also a, a catchphrase. Not even a catchphrase. It was like a line that she said that I started using in my everyday conversation, which I'll get to when we. <laughs> when we talk about that. Oh boy. Um but yeah. Um Oh. So shall we kick off? One Go ahead, what? One other random thought that I had. Yeah. So how is this podcast going to work when they get to season 7? I guess Hillary Burton's just going to act as a viewer. I guess I guess so, yeah. That was my original thought like when I first listened to it. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, I don't think they would just replace her with Chantal Van Sant. No, no, no. <laughs> They're not going to replace her. But, like, I've just... That's going to be an interesting dynamic when they get there, which is, like, years off, I guess. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, you know, it, it would be kind of cool for Hillary to talk a little bit about, like, how uh, her character's absence is dealt with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how, like, you know, Peyton was respected. Because I know, like, we had thoughts on season eight about how they just, like, make it seem like Peyton was rude for not showing up to Brooke's wedding and everything like that. How they're not really friends anymore. It was just, it was weird. Oh, and they they touched on that in one of the episodes. And I know that's something that I want to talk about as we move on here, but. Oh, please. Yes. I'll wait. Um, But I think that was 105. But yeah. Whew. Yeah, that'll be really interesting to hear. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Ooh, unless they bring in a fourth co-host, <laughs> they might bring on more guests. <clears throat> Once they oh, reach yeah. season seven, they might might do that. That'd be cool. Yeah, and then I would love that. My other random thought before we move to the first episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is Chad going to come on this podcast? <laughs> I have been wondering that too. <laughs> I mean, how can he not? But also, Ugh. like, how is Sophia going to deal with that? He has to I come mean, on. I feel like, I feel like Sophia, like how she's been talking about the situation, like she's been, she's been talking about the fact like they, they were kids, like they don't even know each other anymore. They're different people now. Yeah. Which I'm like, come on, like people move on. 
still awkward. You know? They do. And it's still awkward. I mean, it is awkward. I mean, come on. Like, you know, they were married. They they got a divorce. Like, that's, you know, that's obviously a source of trauma. But, like, let's think about it, too. Like, they also worked together for several years after that, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the, I was going to say that, like, we know that they are professional because they worked together, what, seasons four, five, and six. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there were there were three, scenes... four, five, and six. They got divorced, like I think, like while they were filming season three. Yeah, yeah. So part of part of three, and then yeah, four, five, yeah. six, and then there were some scenes that they had. I think in it was in season five. I think there was an episode where Lucas kissed her at one point in the hotel or something. Oh yeah, there was like a flashback maybe or. I don't know. So they, I mean, season three, uh, Brooke and Lucas got back together. Yeah, so I don't know exactly <laughs> when, when they got divorced and when they were filming. But of course, yeah, the, that whole s- season was... Whew, they had a lot of scenes together. And into season four, the beginning of it at least. Yeah. Oh it's, my god. That, it's gotta be hard, but the fact they were able to do that for so long, I feel that says a lot about the two of them, I feel like. It does. And like... If I'm honest, I'm like, I want to spill the beans. Like, I want to know it all. But I respect them for just moving on and not saying anything. Yeah, if they want to keep it private, of course we respect it. Um, at the same time, we want a little bit of the tea. <laughs> yeah, know? I really want the tea. Oh, <laughs> uh, But Sophia, Sophia and Chad can do whatever the fuck they want to at the end of the day. Yep. Uh. All right, let's... Let's talk about this first episode. Yeah, Someday is Today, which was, they didn't even talk about the first episode. They just talked generally about Mm -hmm. everything. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought one of the most shocking things in that intro episode was that Brooke's name was originally going to be Tara. (laughs) Tara, yes! (laughs) And, like, obviously nothing against Tara, and Sophia said the same thing, but that just does not fit the character. Mm-hmm. Brooke is, I think Hillary said it, it's a an expensive name, I think she said, <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> I, I love that description. Brooke is an expensive name. <laughs> and then it's just so funny, like, the villain at the end in season nine was Tara, so they ended up using Tara, that yes. name anyway. That was actually wonder if that was supposed to be like a subtle callback or whatever, for whatever I reason. Wonder. Now, now the name Brooke that came from a friend that Sophia had in college or something. Was that what? Yeah, it was someone a friend she knew, and I don't know what made her. She's. I mean, it works. It works for the character completely. I cannot imagine Brooke's name being anything else other than Brooke. mm Hmm. But it, For it's real. kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She couldn't have any other name. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. And uh, what else happened in that episode? Um, apparently, uh, for, I never noticed this, but the Veronica Mars opening credits apparently had a tree burning in the, in the backgrounds. Really? They said this? Yeah, they talked about this. And so Veronica Mars was their competitor for like, yeah. I think like the first half of the season or something like that. 
and there was always a tree burning, and or maybe it was the end credits. I'm not entirely no. sure. Didn't and- Veronica Mars start in 2004? Yeah. It's you know what? Yeah, it's, I think season two they were competing against each other. Yeah. Because I think you know One Tree Hill was on mm-hmm. like Tuesdays at nine or t- yeah Tuesdays at nine, and then Veronica Mars was also on Tuesdays at nine at first, yep. I believe. Um, but yeah, anyway, apparently there was a tree burn in the end credits, and they were so offended by that because they thought it was a comment on them. <laughs> I'm like, that's thinking a little too deep into it, but all right. Yeah, I mean, did they come up with that, or like other people from the show? thought like we're offended by that and they all just kind of believed it (laughs) i don't really oh that's crazy i have no idea oh my god but i don't know that was that was interesting to hear about and uh also i really love like the love letter that they essentially uh wrote about the wb back then because you know back then if you got on a show on the wb you were you made it because WB was churning out hit after hit. You remember that golden age of the WB? Yeah. I mean, like, you had. There's a lot of stuff on there. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek is the first thing that Felicity. comes to mind. Felicity, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Everwood, I um, think, was already on. Everwood began in 2002. Yeah, so yeah, Everwood I think, was already on. I think on that was already on. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a while. Gilmore Girls. I can't believe yep. you, you didn't even. Oh, uh, how did I not bring up Gilmore Girls? You're right. I don't know what I was. Yeah, saying. what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> There's so many shows. Which, which I will watch eventually. I promise you. Uh huh. Well, I haven't watched Buffy, what? so. Yes, you have not watched Buffy. Uh, I've been. Zena. That's a. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation, but I want to. Yeah. I just have to be in the mood for it. <laughs> yeah, and you're rewatching Jane the Virgin right now. I know that because you texted me. <laughs> I love that show, and that's a whole other conversation. I adore it. I adore that show. I do too. <laughs> do we need to just have a one-off episode talking about Jane the Virgin? Because like <laughs> that show is, oh my god. This is our. T- this is. I mean, this is our tone that we're saying. We can honestly talk about Jane Diversion for the next hour if we want to, and then we the drama queens. You know, this is this is our show. You know, and you can. You know, you can't tell us what to do. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. But yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I also thought it was like really cute how like uh, they were talking about how like Hillary wasn't allowed to watch Dawson's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> when she was younger. It seems like she was really sheltered. Yeah. A bit. Which I found very funny because, like, when, when Dawson's Creek, when did Dawson's Creek begin? 98, 99? I think 98. She wasn't even that young when Dawson's Creek began. I know, right? And then she got on the show herself a few years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, I mean, compared to other shows, it's not nearly as scandalous as, like, even oh, just yeah. comparing it to One Tree Hill. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's like, and, it's a pure coming-of-age story with nothing else. Like, <laughs> you know, that's that's what it is. Right. Yeah, and uh, Joy wasn't allowed <clears throat> Joy wasn't allowed to watch 90210. Um, well, that's Sophia. for adults, so that's a little bit more understandable, I guess. 90210 wasn't really for, it wasn't for adults. It wasn't? 
No, that was that was a teen show. That was like the OG teen show. Really? You didn't know this? Neither to an owl? I thought that was an Aren't they all adults? They're all teens? Aren't you think? I don't know. I mean, it starts off with that being teens. It ran for 10 years. Um, yeah, it started off in their sophomore year of high school that it ended like two years after they graduated college. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's the OG teen show. Like a lot of, I feel like that was like the first one. Mm. It was, uh, it was 90210 and then My So-Called Life came out like a few years later, which arguably I think... I think more shows took inspiration from my so-called life than they did 90210, personally. Um, namely, One Tree Hill. And maybe Dawson's Creek, I would say they took more inspiration from my so-called life than they did 90210. But anyway, that's a whole other side of the oh, show. Oh, wow. We are really going <laughs> off on tangents. Which, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um... But, but yeah, Sophia said she watched that at 90210 to a point, and then she was away at Space Camp, which I, I just, just that absolutely delighted me. Everything about Sophia there is to know, like... <laughs> and then, like, her, her parents apparently watched it. They watched the uh, Brenda Kelly uh, Dylan love triangle, which was an iconic love triangle of the show. That was... So, that was, like, the OG Brooke, Lucas, and Peyton. Okay. That was okay. That was like the love triangle on TV back in the early nineties. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, they apparently saw those episodes, and then they, they apparently she was banned from watching a nine hundred two one zero, and then they they actually fired uh, Sophia's babysitter. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I just find that so amusing. Oh. But it's just hilarious because they end up on One Tree Hill and like look at all the stuff that they did on this show. Oh my god! I know. Which arguably I'd say like the content on One Tree Hill is way more intense than anything Nine Hundred Two One Zero ever did. Like maybe for like the time when Nine Hundred Two One Zero came out, it was, you know, th- that was considered very edgy. Like oh my god, they have teenagers having sex. There's teenagers having a pregnancy scare. Gotcha. I think. That may have actually been the first show where something like that happened. And the fact that that happened in the early 90s, like, it was unheard of. It was so revolutionary, you know? Wow, yeah, early 90s? That is intense. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing what's on TV now and then what was on then and how standards have just... I don't know. (laughs) I think a lot of the shows are, like, for teens can be really, like... They're just overly sexualized, and it's it's not right. I don't think. Oh yeah. I mean, I I, I uh, respect you know having honest conversations about sex and whatnot, but mm-hmm. yeah, over sexualizing teens on these shows nowadays is just like it's common. They're like made to be mini adults, and I think One Tree Hill was really the start of that. Oh God, yeah, it is like. The fact that, like, you know, they're, you know, they're drinking and they're partying and, and doing all these things that I know we did not do as teens. No, and, like, this is a perfect segue. I don't know if you're finished with the intro yet, but there was something in 101 of Drama Queens okay. that relates. And yeah. the ladies were talking about the shower scene with Peyton and Nathan. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> and yeah. they made such a great point because, like, I took issue with that scene when we talked in the podcast last year. Mm-hmm. But the way, like, they said something along the lines, like, 
When you're actually a teenager, sex is a big deal. It's not casual. And the show made it seem like it's a casual thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and does casual, they like ask the question, does casual sex even occur in high school? Like, that's just, I don't know. I wonder if it's us today, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like all that stuff is so like, it. it everything's new, you know? There's like nothing casual about it. It's all big deal. Right. Like, your emotions are so heightened. Like, just even having feelings for someone else and a crush and, like, you know, falling in love for the first time. Everything is, like, heightened compared to when you're an adult. (laughs) Yeah. I would say, yeah. I would definitely agree. Yeah. I would definitely agree on that front. But, like, I I recall, like, how how Hillary was talking about that situation. And she's like, could you imagine if I just got out in front of my father as all right now? (laughs) I know. And I'm like, that's a really good boy. Like, would you do that? Like... I would not do that at 30. (laughs) Hell no. Yeah, there's just no way. That was a really good comparison. Yeah. And didn't they say, too, that they apparently, they they asked Hillary to make it, like, look very sexy or whatever? Like... I think so, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of like how she approached it. Like, she didn't look at the character. She didn't look at the camera or anything like that. She just moved on. She was like... Hi, Mr. Scott. <laughs> she just like it was matter of fact, like which I, I feel like the like what she did with the scene was really funny, but I understand like why it's so cringeworthy and like just just bad. What teen <laughs> would have the confidence enough to do that? Walk in front of like a dad of your boyfriend, let alone mm-hmm. an adult. Like it's just an <laughs> awkward thing, you know? For real? Oh, oh so bad. Um. Oh, wait, one more thing about Hillary from the previous episode on, uh, uh, apparently, you know, because they, she met Chad while working on Dawson's Creek, and then when they started filming One Tree Hill, he acted like he didn't know her. Did she say that? Yeah, she said that. that She was apparently like, oh, this means war. I don't, okay, so I'm not sure if she, I don't think she said, like, he acted like he didn't know her, or he, uh, he just didn't remember her. Okay. I mean, she was... Because apparently they only had one scene together on Dawson's Creek. It was a very brief scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of get that. Yeah. She was like, this means war. She apparently was, like, really offended at the time. I mean, you know, when you're you're in your early 20s, (laughs) I feel like your your emotions aren't going to be very heightened on stuff like that. Yeah. But... Uh, but I just thought it was funny how she's like, this is war. Because, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long from when that episode. I don't know the timeline, I guess. I think that was that... season five of Dawson's. Okay. And I think there's six. So it had been like two years later, right? I think there's six seasons. Yeah, there's definitely six seasons. I think that was. Yeah, because yeah, I think like One Tree right. Hill was brought in as like the replacement Dawson's Creek. I remember. Okay, so it was, you know, a while later. So I kind of get that. I kind of get that. Yeah, I get it. But it is funny. (laughs) (laughs) This is war. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. 101? um, Yeah, yeah. well, we've been talking about 101, right? I know. But you went back for a second there. (laughs) 
I okay. know. One thing I really want to talk about is this alligator at the spot where Peyton's car broke down. <laughs> Jenna and I were there. That is horrifying that there was alligators <laughs> in that area. The fact that there could have been an alligator there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, this was years later, but that's scary. There could still be alligators there. I though. know. <laughs> But yeah, and apparently Hillary was like so anxious or not tired. She was yelled at for not knowing her lines. How did they film that when there's an alligator? <laughs> what? That's wild to me. I I feel like I heard this story elsewhere. Or, or unless there's a possibility I could have like created this scenario in my mind. Uh, I don't think I ever I feel heard like I've that. heard this story, like in an audio commentary or an interview or somewhere. Maybe. Um, I just didn't know it was like that intense, where like the director actually like reached out to her and said like, "Don't waste my time," which that's terrible. Don't. <laughs> I want to know how far away this alligator was, and if it was coming up onto the shore, or if they just saw its head, like in the water or whatever. Like what? Oh that like where was this? Because how were they filming when there's an alligator? That's so scary. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like, think about, like, I kind of want to rewatch that scene now when there's an alligator there. <laughs> so do I. Because, <laughs> I mean, as far as I remember, like, you could never tell that, like, Hillary was distracted, you know? No, you couldn't at all. But then again, you know, they do multiple takes and everything like that. There could have been really bad takes that she- that she had, you know? And this is just, like, a general comment, but how all three ladies... They've mentioned throughout the whole podcast so far, like, how they could tell they didn't have confidence in the scene or that they were growing in confidence in certain scenes. And it's funny because, like, I don't see that really on screen. Like, I don't see it that way. I never noticed those things. But that must be really interesting for them to, like, view that because they can read their expressions, I guess, better than we can. (laughs) Yeah. Like, see how they grew not only as, you know, not only as people, but also as performers, mm-hmm. you know? So that's really cool. Hmm. Oh, another thing. Yes. <laughs> I love how they all have a crush on Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> yeah, was it, I don't remember if it was this episode or a different one where, like, apparently Paul, like, you know, was trying to make her uncomfortable. And she said, like, you know, Joy has a big crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so adorable. I was not it expecting was... that. I mean, he is cute, but um, I don't know. I, just... oh, I remember thinking Keith was, like, so hot, like, when I first watched, like, really? the pilot. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I, never... I was, like, much younger and closeted, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I thought that. <laughs> That's cool. I never, like, had that thought. But he yeah. is an attractive guy. Mm-hmm. For real. I remember thinking, like, ooh, Uncle Keith is very attractive. Who's oh, this guy? I mean, as, all, you know, as well as, like, the younger people, mm-hmm. Chad and whatnot, but... Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I found that relatable. I just feel like that's never something I've really talked about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure these ladies never really talked about it either. <laughs> yeah, because they're playing the the kids and, you know, Craig is playing Keith, one of the adults. So you don't really mm-hmm. think that. But Yeah. Oh, I thought that was... Oh, sh- the joy, like, was really crushing on him. 
Oh, that was so funny. Uh, uh, speaking of, like, on a slightly related note to that whole thing, um, Hillary, you know, she was mortified about, like, walking out, like, in front of Paul Johansson, and she said it's kind of funny because Paul was a viable option for her because Paul was apparently the same age as Jeffrey D. Morgan, her husband. Oh, true. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hillary and, yeah, Jeffrey are, there's the age gap of, like... It's 13 years or something, I think. Yeah. So it's something it's like funny that. to think, like, yeah, it's funny to think that, like, they actually could have dated. <laughs> Paul yep. Also, uh, can, can we chat a little bit about some uh, some hair things? Yeah, they're really making a, they made a lot of comments about the hairstyles and like in yeah. other episodes, too. <laughs> what were your thoughts? <laughs> Um, well, for one thing, I, I know I talked a little bit about, like, Felicity and, yeah. like, how she got a haircut in the, the beginning of season two. And, you know, that resulted in, like, Raiden's plummeted and whatnot. Um, I didn't know that as a result of what happened to Felicity, there was now a clause in actresses' contracts to, like, not change their hair. Yeah, that's... I did not know about that. That's wild. I mean, <laughs> it kind of makes sense. It's controlling, but... I mean, you are portraying a character. <laughs> but the men can do whatever the fuck they want, yeah. so. It shouldn't yeah. be just for the women, yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Like, like, come on. I I thought that was interesting. Also, uh, apparently uh, their boss was also pissed, which, you know, I really like how classy they were. They kept referring to him as, like, their boss, mm-hmm. who shall remain nameless. I thought that was really, you know, kind of cool, but the way they're doing that. Um, it's not even, like, classy. It's just, like, why name him? <laughs> you know? Yep. It's like, why even bother with that? Um, but apparently their boss was pissed that Sophia cut her bangs in season three, because back then she was filming a movie. And they apparently he apparently was like, you know, none of the girls with bangs would pay any attention to me in high school. Oh, That's my just, gosh. I liked her bangs oh in season God. three. Really? Yeah. You didn't? No. <laughs> I did. Personally, it was not my favorite. And it's not my favorite hairstyle of hers. Oh, my God. But it God. did switch things up because I, yeah, you associate that with, like, changing over the summer. Like, I don't know. It, I mean, when the season started, it was like the summer was over and it was like a fresh start and type thing. Right. Yeah. I feel like it worked for her character for that movie she was in. It was for the movie Stay Alive. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. Maybe we could do a special Patreon episode on it. It's it's a horror movie she was in where it's about a group of people who play video games. And if you die in a video game, you die for real. Interesting. I, <laughs> I know she was in that other horror movie, Hitcher, but I didn't know she was in another <gasps> one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love the Hitcher. That's a very uh, the, the Hitcher remake is such an underrated masterpiece. Yeah, I, fucking I remember love that, that one movie. was pretty badass. Oh, I love that yeah. movie so fucking much. <laughs> that could be a special Patreon episode later on. Who knows? For sure. Um, Sorg. <laughs> <well>? <laughs> That's my transitional 
don't want to do, even though I don't know if you're done. I never, Jerry, I, I, I never I know. If you're I have done. like so many notes, but honestly, I feel like I can't even like get to all of it. Jerry, <laughs> so. I never know when you're done. So I like awkwardly sit here. I'm like, I don't know if I should transition. And then you always end up transitioning because I have no idea. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I can talk for like hours and hours. If you don't get me to, sh- you know, just tell me to like shut up, you know? <laughs> oh. But yes, yeah, Sorg uh, is gross spelled backwards. Was that ever a phrase that was in your vocabulary back in? No, it, it was not. <laughs> in middle, I guess that would be middle school, high school. <laughs> no, I never remember that. <laughs> Yeah, apparently James said that to Hillary when they were when they were done with their kissing scene. And the way they described that kissing scene, it made it seem so gross. And Hillary's like, they were just—it was just like a messy kiss, and it was just like every ugh, spit everywhere, I guess. And then she sees Joy's ugh. kisses with uh, James, and she's like, "Why did they get the nice kisses that are loving and tender?" Because <laughs> Nathan and Peyton weren't loving and tender. <laughs> I know, but it was so funny how she contrasted the two, and it was like, it's so true. They were really, like, Which, aggressive kisses with Peyton and Nathan. I wonder if that, if that was on purpose, now that I think about it, though, because if you so. think about it, like, Peyton and Nathan's relationship is much different than the relationship with, like, Haley and Nathan. Yeah. So it, it makes me wonder if that was intentional. I hope it was, because th- it makes sense. Makes Although it sense, sounds definitely. really gross having to kiss someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> it really does sound gross. It's a work. Especially because it was, you know, when they were starting to film, it was also, like, illegal for yeah. Hil- Hillary and James. How did- <laughs> I thought she was saying, like, am I going to get arrested? <laughs> How do they do that on shows? Like, are they signing a contract? Like, I, what? what's the disclosure or, like, there has to be some kind of contract. I have no idea. I know on a, I know if you watch, I, I don't even know if this is, like, a contract then, but, like, if you watch, like, Disney Channel shows, yes, I watch a lot of Disney Channel sitcoms, okay? Caitlin, okay. okay, listeners, I watch Disney Channel sitcoms. <laughs> Here and there. Um, when the characters are underage and they're kissing... That kiss is never shown on camera. But that's also Disney. Yeah, that's different, I guess. Yeah. Like, if you watch, like, the Hannah Montana movie from 2009 when Miley Cyrus was 16, like, when when they, uh, when she kisses, like, her, like, the leaded man in that movie, the, the camera pans away off screen. Interesting. I don't know if that's Disney. Or, yeah, but, I have no idea. Yeah, so I... <sighs> You know, back in two thousand three, did they have these rules? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if this is a rule, honestly, on the Disney Channel or anything like that. But I, I, just, I, I honestly have no clue. They have, there has to be some document or something. Yeah, probably. Ugh. I don't know. Like, or you know, this the James need like a parental permission slip. Oh or, yeah, parental <laughs> parental permission. Yeah, true. Yeah. Or something like, like that. I have no idea. I guess he turned 18 throughout the course of season one. 
Yeah, he turned 18 in July, but I know, like, you know, that they specified the pilot was filmed in March. Okay. okay. And then they would start filming, uh, like, episode two or three, like, around July or something like that. So, yeah, he definitely turned 18 eventually. Okay, so it really wasn't a long time that it was weird. Yeah. And he was 18 by the time the show aired yeah. as yeah. well, which, you know, cool. Um. That's all my notes also, for 102. Oh, really? I have a few other things. Uh, Hillary was uh, told that Jake and Peyton were endgame. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then Sophia also heard that uh, Lucas and Peyton were endgame. So it's like, what were they trying to do with these two? You know? I guess they were trying to make it so that they were... Whoever told them that, I guess their boss maybe i hope was trying to make this authentic on screen as possible because i guess if you're told one thing like if you're told peyton and jake are endgame then you're going to portray that authentically on screen but Mm. if you're told like oh peyton and lucas are endgame but right now she peyton's just with jake then maybe it wouldn't i don't know be as believable on screen. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. I kind of like that. Yeah, because, like, during the scenes where she was... The scenes that uh, Hillary shared with Brian Greenberg, of course they want to try to make it authentic and try to make it look like the two of them are going to end up together. Which, by the way, I also love that they all had crushes on Brian Greenberg Mm -hmm. as well. (laughs) (laughs) Who wanted, though? Um... Yeah, just like you know, rattle off some, rattle off some uh, more bullet points though. Um, remember, remember, like when we recorded one hundred and two, I thought about like sharing some of our porn names, <laughs> but then I realized it was like, wait, that's invasion of privacy. We're not going to give away our mom's maiden names <laughs> to our listeners, <laughs> but they had the same thought process, and it just made me giggle. <laughs> that is so true. You're right. Oh my gosh. Like, Joy was like, oh, I'm not, not going to tell everybody my mom's made a name. Like, people could like, get my social security number or something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, one last piece of tea. Uh, who was the guy who kissed Sophia and bit her? Oh, yeah. She's never revealing that. Yeah. Who do you think it was? <sighs> I... Mm. I almost wonder if it was Lee Norris. You think? They seem to be on Maybe. good terms. Because she seemed to have, like, respect for this person. She's like, I don't want to, like, you know, affect, like, his work or anything like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I feel like they're on good terms. They had Lee on. Yeah, they're all good terms, like, you know, just because, you know, Sophia obviously wanted to, like, you know, talk about it, but she didn't want to, like, dwell on it or anything like that. She didn't want to embarrass him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was just... So that's probably why she didn't name him, you know, in that situation. Huh. I was thinking it was a less important character, like the frat boy from the party or the teacher who she had that affair with. Oh, that could be it, too, actually. Yeah, yeah, it could be that frat boy. Sean Ferris... Yeah, who went on to go on Pretty Little Liars. I mean, well, 
We're not going to start anything, but... <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not going to speculate or anything like that. Uh, but speaking of Lee Norris, I guess we're going to move on to 103, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, that's the episode yeah. that he was on. Yeah, so he guest starred on that. And I loved when he pointed out the fact that he shouldn't have walked up to Brooke and then kissed her without asking. Because I brought that up in a spoiler segment. I know. I love that <laughs> Lee Norris was like almost... I mean, he was he was aware of some of Mouth's faults. And I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. And the the ladies, they didn't seem to, like, recognize that at all. So it'll, it'll yeah. be interesting when they rewatch more of the seasons to see their thoughts about it. But, like, Lee was well aware of it. It was like, oh, look at him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I, I forgot who, uh, who mentioned that in our... <coughs> excuse me. I forgot who uh, mentioned that in our Discord server. I think it was I think it was possibly Jenna Lee who pointed that out. Yeah, I think I think um, she did. Yep. Y- yeah, about how they seem to be analyzing mouth. I'm like, oh, he's a good guy. Like, yeah, back then he was a good guy. Back then we saw him as a good guy, but there's like some problematic elements, and I just think it's like you said, it's really awesome that Lee has pointed that out himself. Yeah, maybe he's heard criticism from fans or like red stuff and. Or just started to, like, reflect on some of the storylines as time went on. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was exactly. that was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh! That- one other fun what? thing. <laughs> I'm just going to say that every okay. time. <laughs> so they talk about <laughs> this restaurant called Tower 7, and it's, like, it has the best burritos, by the way. <laughs> Jenna and I went. Wait, did you go there? We went. It's oh, you in went? Okay. So, I don't know. I have this as my note, but I have no idea why they were talking about the restaurants. But I got so excited when I heard that. Because I remember, I think it was Sophia. She, like, made a recommendation. I remember reading an article or maybe seeing an interview or something and, like, recommended places to go in Wilmington. And that was one of them. Like, Jenna, we have to go there when we go to Wilmington. And we went, and I had, like, the best burrito ever. But this was years ago now. But, yes, I had to say that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's my random tangent for 103. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we are going to have to go there. I'm not really a big fan of burritos. Do they have, like, quesadillas or Yeah, it's a Mexican place. Um, I can fuck with that. It's good stuff. All right, let's go. What's it called? Tower 7? Tower 7. I think right, they were. That down in my I think they were talking about list. all of, like the local places in this episode, but like that—that that was my note. Tower Seven is the best burritos! Exclamation point! <laughs> <laughs> so I was just giving giving that restaurant a shout out. So. Hell yeah! <laughs> this is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> and had nothing to do with One Tree Hill other than Wilmington, but. Yeah, I mean. You know, this this podcast has a lot to <laughs> a lot of things that have nothing to do with One Tree Hill, and it's great. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Um, other things I thought were very interesting. Uh, apparently, the network or uh, apparently they received pushback from the WB for making Mouth a regular because he didn't have the right look. He didn't have, like, that stereotypical, like, good-looking person look that was popular on WB. That was interesting. And also, the strippers at the boy toy auction had pasties with messages 
on her boobs. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> to make Sophia and Lee less nervous, and I just think that's so cute. <laughs> that really is so cute. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to a one-hour No, I have one more thing to say. Okay. So, no, on. I'm not tell finished me, this time. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so 103... And, oh my god, there's just so many episodes. But, anyway, the, the ladies were talking about... I can't remember exactly what happens in this episode. But, in the Drama Queens podcast episode, the ladies were talking about how the episode was used to paint Haley and Brooke as polar opposites. This up ep- Okay. I don't remember that. Refresh my memory. So, I'm, let me look at my... Oh, I'm in wrong one. I don't have my season one. Oops, oh, no. this is unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall what happened in 103. I, I really can't. But well, let's just talk about on. that generally. I, I feel like they really just paint those two characters as really different. And... Like, we have Brooke, who's super social and just like this popular girl, and Haley is quieter. That's the episode where Brooke gets naked in the back of the yeah, car. Yeah, and like they're painting Brooke out to be, you're right, promiscuous, kind of. Mm-hmm. And Haley, I guess they're painting to be more like conservative. It's just right. interesting, yeah, like totally different characters. I could say, yeah. I could say that. Um, That was just... I feel like I the... Sorry. You go. Go No, go ahead. Go, 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 go. (laughs) That was just something that they had pointed out. And I, I don't know. I took note of it because I was like, huh, that's not something that I had considered before. (laughs) But it's true. And I I wouldn't even say that episode, just that episode, they really paint those two characters to be totally different. Like, I mean, as time goes on, they're not. But in the beginning, like season one, they're totally different. Like, we have Haley's conservative. Brooke is painted not to be at all. And... Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I feel like, I don't remember if, I don't know if it was this episode, if it was, like, a previous episode or a future episode. don't remember at this point. Um, But it, it was Sophia who said that, like, you know, she pushed back so much for, like, against the writers and everything like that for, like, some of the stuff they made Brooke do. And... That's when and then the writers apparently were just like, all right, we're going to make Brooke more like you, Sophia. <laughs> so you don't have to, like, you know, quote unquote, complain as much, which. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely does show in the later seasons, especially. And we're getting into, like, you know, some of, like, the really good Brooke Davis moments in season two. You know? For sure. I, I totally agree. Like, as time goes on, she she does become different. And I could see Sophia mm-hmm. more in her character. And it's it's amazing if she pushed back on a lot of it. Then what were they really trying to do? Because they they really do paint Brooke as... Like, in the beginning, they, they paint her as, like, this really... I don't know. I don't want to be degrading or anything. But, like... Like, easy. You know what I mean? Like, she's... Yeah. You get what I'm saying, though. That, that's how they 
With her, promiscuous. Not there's anything wrong with being promiscuous or anything like that. Exactly. Like just the the example with being in the back of the car naked. Like that. That speaks for itself. So I really wonder what they tried to do, and Sophia was like, "Let's not do that." (laughs) I wonder if it had more to do with like some of the clothes that they asked Mm -hmm. her to wear. True. Because. I know, like, apparently there were some conversations behind the scenes where people would be like, well, like, you're the actress who's everyone's rack. Like, everybody wants to see your rack or whatever. Um, yeah. And I know, obviously, Sophia did not take too kindly to that. And and if you think about it, too, she does not, like, ever get, like, you know, nude or anything like that on the show. Well. Like, you never see her in lingerie at the very you, I mean, you remember do, the like, bow? when she's older. The red bow. Yes. And but she's in her 20s at that point. I know. Brooke is in her 20s. I, know. I should but say. But I still don't think she probably wanted to do that. Yeah, probably. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like Sophia probably, like, that situation with the bow, she may have, like, taken a little, you know, taken that more in stride because at that point, Brooke is supposed to be older, yeah. more mature. But, like, if they asked her to be in, like, her underwear, like, lingerie, bra, panties, and, like, season one or season two. I'm pretty sure Sophia would have pushed back about that. You're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to put words in Sophia's mouth. Like, maybe she really did not like the whole bow thing. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll find out, I guess, as we get closer that to that. we will. All right. Hell yeah. So 104. What do yes. you want to talk about? Uh, the hats. <laughs> which Haley's penis hat. <laughs> Which, by the way, I remember earlier when I said, like, there was, like, a line that Bethany Joy Lenz said that, like, you know, that I that I use my everyday conversation now. Um, because of, like, Joy's recollection of the entire situation, she she said, like, there's there's a strong possibility I created this scenario in my mind because I hated it so much. <laughs> I started saying that now. Like, whatever, you ever do that? Like, whenever you're trying to recall something, you're like, uh, there's a possibility I made it up. <laughs> I think you just said that earlier in this did I just stuck that in? <laughs> That's it. Oh, but I started saying that just randomly, like there's a possibility I created this scenario in my mind. Who knows? It might not have happened. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But anyway, she hated the hat so much, and apparently, and you know, the scenario she thought she could have made up in her mind. Apparently, the the costumers or whatever thought it would be funny for her to wear because it looks like a penis. Yeah. <laughs> I never picked up on that. I never did either. Looking at it, I'm like, I see it. But, yeah. But you really have to have, like, a warped brain to think that. I know. <laughs> like, that was not something that ever stood out to me. <laughs> I was ever looking at it like, like, oh, God, that's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I noticed that now, I'm like, okay, like, maybe if it was, like, a different color. <laughs> I mean, the hat is, like, really dorky looking. Like, why is she wearing that hat? But Haley's fashion choices, <laughs> like we talked about with your friend Sam and the poncho, remember? Yeah. <laughs> In season one? Yes. <laughs> like, Which the poncho was apparently her decision. Some questionable choices. Haley's fashion oh definitely God. gets better, but it's oof, it's rough in the beginning. Real rough. <laughs> it's so, so funny. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um and I love how this episode this is a totally different um topic, but 
They yeah. all love Deb so much. And I feel like I know. you were seen, Jeremy. You were seen in this episode. <laughs> Wait, what? You were seen in this episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was. <laughs> also, I, I, you know, they pointed out something that we didn't even notice, I feel like, when we had a discussion on this episode. Um, we were talking about the fact how, like, Deb isn't threatened by Karen. But they also pointed out, like, Peyton is not threatened by Haley in this situation. Which, I'm like, how can we never notice that, you know? Like, the, the, the parallels between these two. We put so much emphasis on Deb and, uh, Deb and Karen, which, I mean, I feel like that's a little bit more of an intense relationship. But I feel like it was, you know, our perspective could have been hindered by the fact, like, we knew that Peyton and Nathan weren't going to last or anything like that, you know? And I think Peyton also know, or also knew that she wasn't going to last with Nathan. Yeah. I think the character herself knew. So, I guess... Oh, that's a possibility. Maybe there... That's why there wasn't tension between those two characters. Not really. Like, maybe a little bit of awkwardness at times, but not... Not a ton. Right. I got that. Uh, but yes. We love Deb. I would love it if they created the hashtag Debra, and I'd be like, listen... <laughs> oh my gosh which i love how uh peyton has been headcanoned like or not peyton hillary has been headcanoned uh peyton as (laughs) as gay did she what there was like a moment where like she said she was asking about herself like you know was peyton flirted with Haley? oh she did say that you're right yeah, she mentioned the fact that, like, you know, she imagined Peyton as somebody who can flirt with anybody. Mm-hmm. She said, like, you know, fans would always ask her, yeah, Peyton's gay, right? And she's like, I don't know. Well, life is long. Who knows? I mean, I think we've talked about this, right? Ha- have we talked about this at all? Or am I, make- am no. I making that up in my head? Are-, are, you- are you creating a scenario in your minds? <laughs> well, maybe we're not there yet with episodes that have been released, but... I think we've talked that a little bit yeah. about Peyton and we, how we did talk a little bit about. Yeah, I did mention the fact if um, if One Tree Hill was the heir today, she totally would have been dating Anna. Yeah. Even if it was, even if that was the only girlfriend she ever had for the entirety of the show, like she would be dating Anna. Like Peyton would be bisexual. Yeah. And it would have been fucking great. I know Hillary would have all been about it. You know. Oh yeah, she totally would have been down for it, and. <sighs> I could see it. I really could with that character. And they mm-hmm. just never, they got close to it and they never went there. And Yeah. I think it's because she had like this, uh, she, she had like a masculine energy about, about her. Um, which that doesn't mean if you have masculine energy and you're a woman, you have, you know, like, Oh, you're going to be gay. It's that does, that's not what it means. You know, it's just like Peyton didn't really care so much about like subscribing to gender roles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that it could be read as very queer. And speaking of this, Sophia made a comment. I don't know if you wrote this down on your notes. What? And she said something about she felt people with a spectrum of preferences felt represented in this show. I remember, I didn't write that down, but I remember her saying that. Do you agree with that? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like 
even though there aren't like very many blatantly queer characters or anything like that i feel like the experiences of you know falling in love uh fall in love with somebody who doesn't love you back i feel like that could be representative of any sexuality universal or gender yeah Yeah. i so i can't recall exactly what she was referring to but i wrote that statement down because i found that to be really interesting yeah and I, I can't really speak to it, um, but... Right. I mean, there was never... Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like One Tree Hill is the is one of the shows where I just never really felt like, oh, like, like there's no queer characters. I never felt like I really complained about it. You know, whereas other shows, like, looking back on them, I'm like, oh my god, like, it's all straight people. I don't remember ever really complaining about mm-hmm. One Tree Hill in that same way. And I feel like it's just because... Yeah, I mean, Grant said, like, these experiences were being represented by straight white people. Um, that's something that needs to be addressed, but I feel like the the human experience is so, it's so universal in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Like, the show wasn't inclusive by any means, but, yeah, there was the universal, universality, is that, the, is that a word? <laughs> Sure, it is now. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of experiences that anyone could relate to, for sure. For real. And, like, this show totally could have went there. This show today, and I know we mentioned this at one point, but it, it really, it had the, it was possible, I think, for it to, be more um i can't find my words right now <laughs> to be more inclusive basically God. yeah yeah i totally got that um but yeah that's something i feel like i can yeah that's something i feel like we can unpack as we move through the seasons honestly definitely for real one more one um, more comment about 104 Unless you had, do you have something else to say about this? I have two more comments about 104, but there's a possibility you may be saying the same thing as me. Who who does? One is just super quick, but I love it. Hillary wants to buy the comment. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And that makes me so happy. And she said that she was offered it, like, when she was leaving the show or something, and I think it was just, like, too, she was too close to the experience. I think she wanted to. I don't know. I guess it wasn't the right time to buy it, but she would buy it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember remember what her reason was for not doing it, like, when she left. Yeah. I don't quite recall that but, either. I, yeah. I like how they kept talking about the comment, so they're like, how many times was this comment in a car accident? <laughs> I know, right? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Said there was, like, so many different variations of the comment. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was funny to hear about that. Um... What was your other comment? That was it for 104 for me. Oh, okay. Um, My two comments. I love that the three ladies have a dream of buying a shop together in Wilmington. I know. (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, just going to North Carolina and be like, oh, there's there's Hillary Joy and Sophia. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I would move there. (laughs) I would fucking love that. It's, it reminds me of, like, in season nine, like, when, uh, when, when Brooke and uh, Haley, uh, buy, uh, Karen's Cafe. 
And like whenever, like every time Brooke walks in, everybody would be like, "Hi, Brooke." Oh, I know. Oh my god. <laughs> That's how I'd imagine it. Hi, Sophia. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I would. I would love that so, good. so much. And uh, the the other note I had, uh, they talked about like which of their characters, like, uh, like what's the parallel between their character on One Tree Hill to, like, a different character on another teen drama? Um, they said Haley was, uh, Pacey, Joshua Jackson on, uh, Dawson's Creek. I don't know. Brooke was just Paul Walker. Just... What was... In general, Paul Walker. Who was Brooke? Paul Walker. Oh, okay. I I guess... It was, like, the male equivalent or something. Or, like, who was... Who was their male equivalent or something like that? I don't remember the how the conversation formed. Um, anyway, and Peyton was Dylan McKay. <laughs> I don't know those last two, so. Dylan McKay was Luke Perry's character on 90210. Okay. You should watch 90210, Caitlin. <laughs> it goes so over the top sometimes. I know it's kind. Of, that's on my list. You told me that forever. And Melrose Place too, right? Oh fuck yeah! You gotta watch Melrose Place. Melrose Place is so fucking stupid. It's wonderful. I love it. Oh my gosh! In the best way. Um, but anyway, I really liked how like uh, Peyton uh, said that she was Dylan McKay, and she said she apparently watched the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, <laughs> and she wanted to be Luke Perry's character and not Buffy. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> Which I mean, the the actress who played <laughs> the actress who played Buffy in that movie—that's not Sarah Michelle Gellar, by the way. <laughs> Just an FYI, uh, she turned out to be very problematic. So yeah, I would want to be Luke Perry too. Looking back on that movie. So did that movie come out before Buffy the show, or? Mm-hmm. the The movie came out in 1992, and the TV show is a sequel to that movie. But by all means, you do not need to watch the movie in order to watch the show. Huh. Okay. As a matter of fact, the TV show is... It's more of a sequel to the original script of that movie. Because what would have happened with that movie? That movie got made and it wasn't the original vision that that was intended. Mm-hmm. And then it was... It's a whole thing. The movie's still good for what it is. It's like Brennan on with vampires. Make with that what you want with <laughs> that Okay. Uh, the TV show goes a little deeper than that. All right. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, the actress who plays Buffy also appears on an episode of One Tree Hill in season seven. Maybe we could do a Patreon episode on that when we get to season seven. Who knows? Who's the actress? <laughs> it's, do you remember they did like a John Hughes tribute in season uh-huh. seven? I don't remember exactly what happens in this episode, but it's the, uh, sh- she drives a car and she picks up Nathan on the side of the road or something. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Apparently she was, like, included because she was on the, the that actress was in the movie, uh, I guess I can name her even though I don't like her and I think she's problematic, Christy Swanson. <laughs> Yeah, she was in the movie uh, Ferris Bueller's Say Off, which was another John Hughes movie. Okay. Yeah, I can't recall this so person, they... so I'll have to look it yeah, up later. I mean, she was in, she was in like, two scenes. Got it. <laughs> but apparently that was, like, a big deal. That was, like, a cameo at the time. Um, That's anyway, our tangent. <laughs> our, our Buffy. Yes. 
The tangent. (laughs) (laughs) I told you this is like an unfiltered conversation. Like, everybody, you just get to listen to me and Caitlin just talk with all the awkward pauses and all the awkward mouth noises. You'll even get to hear motorcycles go by Caitlin's house every now and then. (laughs) You know, you get to hear all of this. (laughs) Like I said, unedited (laughs) and unscripted. (laughs) It's so true. But I can move on to uh, 105 if you want to. I'm dying to talk about (laughs) one thing from this. (laughs) Oh, jeez. What is that? Come on. Talk to me. The wee whacker guy. (laughs) Yes. I literally have that. Like, at the top of my... (laughs) That was so, so funny. I died listening to them talk about the weed whacker guy. (laughs) The guy... Okay, refresh my memory. Like, what, what happens? Like, what did he do? He just... He was just being a troll, so essentially. It was they were on the filming a scene on the bridge with I think it was um Peyton and Whitey. Mm-hmm. Or it could have been her and someone else. I I don't know. I can't really recall the exact scene, but they were filming on the bridge. And every time they would yell scene, the guy would bless the weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> Why though? Because he didn't want them filming by the by his house or whatever. Because if you think about it, a large crew, they're going to be blocking streets and you know causing commotion in your mm-hmm. where you're living. And I guess he just really didn't like it. But it was so funny that he just blasts the weed wagger every time they started the scene. Oh my god. <laughs> just have this image in my head of this old man like just revving up the weed whacker don't tell me what to do this is my home <laughs> oh that's a good story see i i live for I, those stories because they're hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i guess like you know the people of wilmington are used to people like filming shit yeah. all the time but in now. 2003 like, maybe they weren't as I don't know. Well, but Dawson's Creek was also being filmed a few years before that. I mean, right? it ended in 2003. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe. And now movies are getting filmed there. You know the new Halloween movie that's being I think, filmed I there, think right? I didn't know that, yeah. There's been a lot of stuff yeah. filmed there. Sc- Scream 5. Well, it's not being called Scream 5, but the fifth Scream movie that was also filmed really? there. Uh-huh. Huh. I can't think of other stuff. So, I yeah. know there's been a, there's been a ton of movies, and I think some other shows too. But Wilmington is the is the Hollywood right now. I know, right? Um, but anyway, can we talk about Barbara Allen Woods? Because this is the interview. <laughs> this is the episode where they interview her. That's like really cool. Um, I actually don't have like very too much to say about this, but uh, I'm pretty sure like this resonated with you too. Um, I love that Barbara pretended to be a local to Wilmington to get the part of Deb. So she acted like she lived with a cousin who she never met. I know. Like, <laughs> that is so That's funny. That's dedication me. right there. But, like, uh, Deb's character, who could else could play Deb, you know? Like, exactly. it was meant to be. But it, that's hilarious how she... Wow. <laughs> I didn't know you could do something like that. She, I mean, obviously she was not allowed to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she probably broke the law at that point, but I guess the statute of limitations, it doesn't really fucking matter mm-hmm. now. Um, but like, 
Uh, I love Avo so much. That is cool that they wanted to to stay local, though. That that is, I I like that. But, but they didn't stay local for the other cast members, though, right? I don't know. They didn't specify. Because that would be weird. I don't think they why all... would she? Why would that be the only character? Maybe because they weren't planning to have Deb in much. Be full time, yeah. yeah. She was just like a guest. And then, you know, she was fantastic, so, and they knew there was something to explore there. Yeah. So, I guess I got that, but, so, I'm really glad that Barbara Allen Woods lied. (laughs) Agreed. And the other thing I thought that was just, like, really wholesome, like, she said that she was watching uh, One Tree Hill with her daughter, and, uh... And apparently her daughter said that she misses shows where people just talk to each other. That's sweet. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, a lot of teen shows that have, like, these over-the-top concepts of, like, murder and intrigue and stuff like that. Which, there's murder and intrigue on One Tree Hill. I'm not saying there is it. Um, but I feel like with One Tree Hill, like, it started off with conversations and then it got crazier in the middle. <laughs> like, season four. Four, especially, kind of went over the top. Um, And then it calms down again. So there's, like, I don't know. There's, like, it it builds, there's, like, a climax, and then it moves back to, like, where it it started, kind of. You know, like, the climax being season four, where it's, like, insane. (laughs) Yeah, but but still, though, like, I, I always felt like... Even when One Tree Hill was, like, over the top with, like, you know, the drama, like, the murder and intrigue. Like, we're, we're talking about season four right now. Um, even, like, the over the top, like, you know, Michael Myers moments with uh, Psycho mm-hmm. Derek. I still feel like there was a little bit of authenticity there. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, uh, when, when Peyton and Brooke were, like, you know, down in the basement being tied up and everything like that and being tortured. Um like, that was a vehicle for Brooke and Peyton to realize, like, hey, we love each other. We want to be friends again. Yeah. You know, there, there was, like, an authenticity there that I feel like you don't get nowadays on TV shows. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's Teen shows are different now. Yeah. They just are. And I think One Tree Hill, like, aside from the the craziness it has this kind of sweetness to it and i think that's why so there's so many fans of the show because it has i mean it makes you feel all the feelings mm-hmm. so I, not Absolutely. all shows can do that and i don't think a lot of shows and I, I even think, like, with Dawson's Creek, which is, like, the same era, but a little bit earlier, like, it made you feel all the feelings, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's There's... it's interesting to think about the genre itself. The teen teen drama. I still need to watch Dawson's Creek. Have I told you that? You never watched that? Yeah. I feel like we've had this exact conversation, like, on in the space of a podcast episode before, where you're like, you haven't watched Dawson's Creek? Wow. I thought you watched at least some of it. I watched season one, and then it's not like I didn't like yeah. it. I just never like continued like beyond. I haven't there. watched it in years, so I I should I, rewatch. I remember it. it as a kid. Yeah, 
I remember as a kid, I would always want to watch the Halloween episodes. Because yeah. they would always, yeah, like, like, you like know, the... pay homage as, like, different mm-hmm. scary movies and whatnot. Yep. <laughs> I forgot it. about that, but, yeah, that's true. Oh, so and then, good. Because it was Kevin Williamson. And then um, we have the coming out storyline of Jack. I don't know if you know about that. I heard about that, yes. And that's interesting and I... because that came before One Tree Hill, and that was, you know, late 90s when that. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to hear your perspective on that. Just to compare, like, huh. you know, the Anna storyline and that storyline. Because I would have to look at that with the new yeah. set of eyes, honestly, now. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that he uh, was... The fact that that character spanned several seasons, I feel like oh, that's, yeah. like, way different than Anna. Oh, you yeah, know? for sure. For sure. But also, he's also a, a white man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't get... You know, I, I feel like there's, like, different layers to... And a situation being Latina, for one thing. That's true. And I don't think, I mean, I can't speak for their sexual preferences, <laughs> the actors and actresses, but from what I know, they're straight. Yeah, Both of them. as far as we know. But I think Kevin Williamson is gay. The, the Kevin creator Wall- yeah. of... Kevin Williamson yeah. is gay. So yes. then that's interesting, because you're getting the writing or the producing from someone's experience i don't know but that's that's another tangent <laughs> yeah exactly like what is the oh. what is the right way to to handle that to yeah. go about yeah. this mm-hmm. um all right so 105 um, there were the cracker jack bracelet was in a plastic bag filled with hundreds of identical cracker I jack know. bracelets can we can how I, depressing can i talk about how betrayed <laughs> i feel i want one if there's hundreds why don't i have one Gee. <laughs> and I think it was like uh, Joy who said like I'm sorry to say like you know if you if you think you have like the original bracelet like you might <laughs> I don't know if you do and there's that. no way to know <laughs> it's like what are you gonna do like you know try to like scrape off Bethany Joy Lenz's DNA <laughs> from like 20 years ago be like is this the one <laughs> oh, that's funny Anyway, that's my last note on that episode. <laughs> I had some more things to say, though. Go ahead. Go on. Um, Go on. Oh, there was two big things. So, this was the episode with the running red lights storyline with Peyton's going through. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they, I like how they broke that down and they focused on mental health a bit. And that was kind of similar to, like, how we were approaching that that storyline yeah we yeah we talked about it like being a parallel to Mm self-harm you know and Mm -hmm. i remember they said um that they hoped though that they weren't modeling this kind of behavior by running running these red lights Mm. you know because all those streets were closed down in order for that storyline to be shot (laughs) And it, hmm. it was safe, you know? All those streets had to be closed in order for right. Hillary Burton to act and, you know, drive down through them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I found that to be an interesting observation that they didn't want to model that kind of behavior. Because it is a pretty disturbing storyline. And and they don't delve too far. We've talked about this already, but they don't delve too far into that storyline, you know? 
Yeah, they really don't. With not Peyton's her, uh... mental health. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a heavy thing, and I never really looked at it as such a heavy topic before. We, we talked mm-hmm. about it on our episode, but... Yeah, exactly. Until then, I, I never really I, gave it a lot of thought. Yeah, and didn't they mention, like, how uh, mental health has come such a long way? Yeah. Like, with discussions and everything since then? Yeah, they they definitely talked about mental health in regards to this. Um. And how the show really didn't handle it well. Yeah. Peyton's never in therapy or like, anything. <laughs> I, how did she, she not have several therapy, really, set, you know, storylines through the years? I, I don't get that. Uh-huh. Peyton fucking uh-huh. needs it. <laughs> I mean, I think like all these characters could benefit from it. But, you know, everybody can benefit from therapy. You know, we're, we're pro-therapy. Exactly. On, on this podcast and on Always and Forever. And then one other totally separate thing that I wanted to talk yes. about, and I'm sure you, I hope you have this written down, or we... Oh, oh, oh gosh, now I feel, I'm going to feel bad if I don't. So okay. Hillary mentioned that her dad, Larry, the original actor, was recast because they were too flirty? Yes. I don't have this written down. I can, I'm just like, like that's stupid. Like, I'm, I'm going to remember it. Obviously, I did it. I'm glad you brought it up. Because... What? <laughs> I. They were flirty? What? I never read it like that. I read it as like a fun loving father daughter relationship. Yeah. So I don't know where they were read. Where the creator or writers or whoever, producers were reading into this. This actor. These two actors being flirty. I. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I feel like there's so much that could be unpacked there, honestly. I, I'm just like, I, I couldn't believe I was hearing that. <laughs> it's. I really, I really could it's, not. It's so, so dumb. Or maybe they had to do multiple takes and the fell and the, the, the scenes that we saw were the good ones. Um, but. Overall, it's just it's it's so weird. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of, it just goes to show like some of the men behind this show, how they were reading things was just not accurate, and it's I don't know, I don't I don't know how like I never saw that. I don't think most viewers saw it like that. So like they somehow I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking and. Read too much but, into it. Like, okay. wasn't there a moment too where they were, uh, where they were mentioning the whole thing about like, wait a minute, you thought that was flirty? Did nobody give you affection when you were younger? <laughs> yep. I I forget who said that, but I remember that being a thing. Like, yeah, you know what? You think that's flirty? Like, what? Because <laughs> the chemistry they had, like I said before, was just like a fun-loving, like they were silly together, you know. It was just a father, mm-hmm. playful, father and daughter relationship. Yeah. I feel like that's just, like, the typical uh, reactions of just straight men. Like, oh, people are showing you affection. That means they want to get on your dick. Yeah, they made that perverted somehow, and I don't really understand it, but. Yeah. I I know, like, you know, 
like whenever I'm friends with uh, somebody, like I have a very like affectionate friends, like whether you're male or female, like as long as there's enthusiastic consent, if you want like hugs and shit like that, like I love that shit. Um, not all straight men are for that though. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the straight men who are about it, like you know, they'll give me hugs and shit like that. Like those are the types of straight men I like in my life. Yeah. You know. Uh, there, I feel like there's a little bit of a... There's a commentary on toxic masculinity that we can put on that. Mm-hmm. Like, on on how they viewed uh, the actor who played Larry and Hillary. Yeah. And that's... I don't know. That's pretty insulting, also. Because, like, they recast him later on in season three. Mm-hmm. And you only see him in season three and, I guess, four. And that's it. I don't think you even see him in season four. <laughs> No? Maybe. I, I, I can't recall if he's in season four, <laughs> but he's definitely in season three. Um Yeah. I don't know. It's I I would have thought that would be kind of insulting to the actor a little bit. Like that he had yeah. to be recasted so badly because I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but like wow. That was the shocker for We're me like, in 105. Yeah. I remember, like, you, uh, I remember you mentioned that on the Discord, but, like, you and I didn't, like, chat yeah. about it, like, directly. Again, because we're keeping our conversations to ourselves until these... <laughs> until we can record this episode. But I remember looking at that, like, oh, God, what the fuck happened? And I had to, like, listen to the episode. I'm like, oh. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, and I see there's one other thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Oh, and this is what I was referring to earlier when they were talking about, like, Peyton leaving the show and how that was dealt with. Hmm. I think Sophia was the one. It was either Peyton or Sophia or both. I don't know. But they were saying how, like, the behind the scenes friendships grew even when Peyton left the show. So, like, while we didn't get that on screen, off screen, mm-hmm. their friendships deepened, and it's what we all, as viewers, would have hoped for. And I thought that was, like... They were sulky, but... The way they said it was, like, it was a really beautiful thing to say. And, like, it made yeah. me feel happy about that, to know. Because that does make me feel better, because the way Peyton was handled it was just awful, and... Yeah, I'm glad they were all still friends mm-hmm. with each other. They still kept in touch and everything like that. That's that's absolutely wonderful, and that's what we're getting so we're getting so much insight about that in this podcast. Like their friendships, like stayed strong, and it's so fucking great. And that always makes me feel good about a show because it sucks when you hear about yeah. like cast members who don't get along, and. Or love interests that don't actually get along in real life or whatever. And it's like, it's disheartening. Because mm-hmm. you, at least as a viewer, I like to think that like what I'm seeing on screen is authentic, even though that's not actually their friendship. But like, it's authentic because behind the scenes, like there's, there's that, um, I don't know, friendship or I guess basically that's what I'm saying. I don't know. It, it just yeah. makes me feel better <laughs> about the show, honestly. 
Uh, yeah, I agree, though. I, you love to say it. All right. 106. We're still, we're still yes, chugging along episode. here, Jeremy. <laughs> we're still chugging along here. I know. <laughs> I actually don't have a lot to say about 106 at all. Um, um, th- there were just a few moments I thought okay. were interesting. Um, th- you know, the gay episode, uh, they, they talked about, like, this was directed by a theater mm-hmm. director who I also pointed out was gay, the guy behind Avenue yep. Q. And I love how Hillary says, like, you know, if you're ever somewhere where someone brings out a gun, it is not funny and you should scoot immediately, <laughs> which, which, you know, we didn't really, I, I think we touched on that a little bit when we talked about this episode. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I know because that moment in the car when he pulls out the gun, like that got heavy real fast. And this is a pretty. It's not to be funny that like it's portrayed in a comedic way, and that's like this isn't. Funny. I know because this whole episode is pretty lighthearted, and then that was like, mm. what the heck is going on there? Yeah, but I like how Hillary said like we had a theater director that could have had a dance off. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me giggle a little bit. And, uh, also, another thing we never, like, touch on, like, you know, the fact that Brooke is using opioids, and now there's an opioid epidemic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not something I feel, I mean, you know, I I speak for yourself, Caitlin, I don't have, like, a big frame of reference on that. I know it's a thing that it exists, and I haven't really done research on it, but that definitely could have been a blind spot that, like, we could have missed out on for this episode. Yeah, I don't know if I could have really touched on it too much in the context of this episode, but... Yeah. It's definitely, like, it, it's being used as another comedic element. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, like, look at her. She's high and she's funny. And that... <laughs> she's calling Haley Brooke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one thing, like, if she had a few beers or something and she was drunk, okay. I mean, I know she's a teenager, so that's underage drinking anyway, but, like, prescription meds? And taking too many? Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, that's pretty serious, you know? Exactly. Oh, my God. So that's downplayed. <laughs> like, A lot of things in that episode are, yeah, downplayed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still love it, though, personally. It's a good episode. Um, Yeah. Uh, Bro- they mentioned the fact that Brooke invented Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Sophia thinks that this happened at the end of season one. That this doesn't happen till season yeah. two with uh, DW uh-huh. not I. That's <laughs> just so I never even thought about that. Like, yeah, Brooke invents an Uber. You are right. And the other thing I didn't know about wet downs, where apparently, like, what trucks will do at night is they'll sprinkle a bunch of water on the on the roads to like uh, reflect the light while filming. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing, so it was it was interesting learning about that. That's true. You know? Yeah, they did mention that. I forgot about that little yeah tidbit. That is interesting. I was interested. So but those are the only things. Other than that, like their talks on mixtapes and how other <laughs> how Sophia said like, "Oh, I like this guy, but you know what? He doesn't like me. He never made me a mixtape." <laughs> oh, the mixtape. But those are the only notes I have, though. Do you have anything extra to add Yeah, on just one. one one comment that I had. Um, so this episode was the one where they go to the away game. The girls go to the away game. And then they come back together. And the boys come back. Or 
dropped off by Whitey and they have to walk home and then they end up like colliding at the end of the night or whatever. Mm, um, yeah. So this episode, they made the point that it was like a reintroduction of the characters for the listeners. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I remember that. I thought that was so interesting because I had never thought of it like that. But when TV was on, like, think about it. There weren't DVRs. You might, you might have been like taping it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally on a VHS tape. Remember doing that <laughs> with VCRs? Yes, with if your kids know what those are. <laughs> so, like, for people who. We're just jumping in to, like, the sixth episode of the show. It, I think it was starting to pick up some steam. And I find yeah. this episode, it was true. It really was, like, a reintroduction of the characters. Because they kind of broke down the relationship with, between Lucas and Nathan. You also got the mm-hmm. dynamics with Na- or Peyton and Haley when they were taking that walk to get the gas. And then had to walk back. Um, they, they had, like, long conversations about... Nathan and just like everything and it kind of like just almost summarized what had happened so far nothing really new happened but it developed all these relationships and yeah I just thought that was cool because like if you were really wanting to jump in and watch the show this episode would set that up for you you wouldn't feel as lost you you could kind of just continue watching from there from that point on for sure and we talk a lot about that line that Sophia says, where she's like, I think Nathan likes Tudor Girl, <laughs> but I think Tudor Girl likes yep. Lucas. And I know I like Lucas. I don't know who the hell you're into anymore. Like, that's such a funny line. But it, when you think about it, like, that actually sets up the it story. Does. It tells you, like, what you need to know. But it's it's so subtle. And it's not forced mm-hmm. how Sophia delivers it. It's, it's so, so good. And, like, this is another example of the... Of it- episode with the characters just talking to each other because that's basically what it is mm-hmm. there's just conversations yeah. between all of the characters so yeah and you you know not only does it like set up and like reintroduces the characters but you also get to see like new interactions like you know for the people who watch it since episode one they get to see something new yep. by saying uh like you know Haley interacts with Brooke and Peyton or Nathan and Lucas like you know actually get along mm-hmm. for once you get to see something new still and that's just that and I think, isn't this the episode with the adults that go to that banquet dinner or something? So yes. it also sets that yes. up, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. And we are keeping that in. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so really, like, all of the characters. And it's a, it's a great way, because it doesn't feel like it's a reintroduction, but it is. I don't know. I... I hadn't thought of it like that, so. Right. All right, that's it for me in 106. All right, hi, everybody. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. We're telling you we're being unfiltered right here. We're just telling you, like, hey, like, our audio just stopped recording. Uh, so, luckily, we didn't talk about too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's always something with technology and recording. It's fairly simple, yet I don't know why. Technology just won't work. Yeah, that's it's so much fun. Uh, but yeah, we didn't say too much, but we're still going to like you know reiterate some of the things we said. Um, first off, we're going to talk about lamps. <laughs> so one oh seven. Yeah, oh which I 
uh, yeah, I I don't I never counted how many lamps were in this episode or any episode of One Tree Hill, so that's really cool. <laughs> it's kind of funny that they noticed that. <laughs> But I guess from an yeah. actress's perspective, they might be looking more so at the sets and everything, which versus yeah. we're not really doing that. <laughs> <laughs> now I so, want to rewatch the episode just for that. Can, can we just like, you know, uh, include a segment for our podcast where we just like count the lamps? <laughs> no, like, we cannot do, a, do, do that. A, do a lamp count. Caitlin, I'm ta- I am very passionate about this. <laughs> no. I, I want us to name like the make and model of every lamp. Absolutely not. In these not. episodes. <laughs> I'm telling you. Did I ever tell you that I once interviewed the owner of a lamp company? <laughs> You're making this up. I am not making this up. I did that once. Um, it was actually a very in, like intriguing story. Um, so, and I'm not going to name the retail establishment because I don't want to like reveal anybody's like business or anything like that. Um, but this person uh, designed all the lamps at every uh, insert major name of a major restaurant chain here. <laughs> and, okay. It was interesting. I was like, oh, that's so cool. This is, like, right local to our area. It's so cool. That's really obscure. <laughs> it was just a story that I discovered on my own, and I'm just like, and I just went with it, and it was, you know, it, it was more interesting than you may think. So I'm just saying, we could totally have a lamp segment. <laughs> I guess Joy would really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm not that passionate about lambs, but it would be funny if we did that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. Anyway, side tangent. Um, so yeah. Yep, another side tangent. <laughs> you have another side tangent? No, Please I don't have off. another side tangent, but I'm just saying we had a lot of side tangents in this episode. Yes, it was great. <laughs> anyway. So we have to talk about the kiss. Yes, yes. There's there's a bunch to talk about from this episode. I found it to Mm -hmm. be really interesting. There's several notes that I have here. Uh, First off, Joy said she felt robbed with a Peyton and Lucas kiss. But at the same time, it also felt too soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Which they did mention the fact that they're binging it right now. Yeah. Because they're recording the podcast every few days. Um, and I know, like, I mean, my experience with season one of One Tree Hill, I also binge it. So, I mean, I wonder if, like, you know, you're watching it week after week. Like, was this the perfect time? And honestly, listeners, like, let us know if, uh, like, if you watch this in real time and you watch it week after week, was this too soon for you or was this the perfect amount of time for you? Because I don't, I don't have that frame of reference, personally. I, Yeah. I mean, I don't have that frame of reference either. It didn't feel like... I felt like I was robbed because they, you know, it started and then it stopped. But I don't necessarily think it was too soon. Because yeah, all, I don't think so either. All of the episodes built, built up to it. Mm-hmm. And it was inevitable. So... I have to disagree with that. 
Yeah, I disagreed as well, which, that's cool. <laughs> and But I felt also really bad because Hillary said she felt so uncomfortable about the kiss and how it was written. Like, she had to mm-hmm. basically kiss Chad's body and... I don't know. Yeah. The, the way it was written was, I guess, kind of graphic. And it, and she said, like, to the director, I guess, I'm not doing this all night. So, you, like, two, three takes and we're done here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Which I love that she took, like, you know, the, the power in that situation. Yeah, because um, I, don't, I don't know how directors can make you do scenes like that over and over all night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like you, it's like, suck on his nipples. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> cool it a little bit here. Um. And which, I, you know, I, I thought it was uh, apparently Chad, like, you know, chose to wear a tank top underneath. And I didn't even know, like, actors had that type of agency mm-hmm. that could do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, that that's a good buffer. Especially which, when this is your first scene. I just can't imagine how awkward it is, especially because they were so young at the time, too. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. Especially, like, you know, Hillary's situation, too. Like, she's just breaking into the business, essentially. mm -hmm. Like, this is, like, one of her first big acting roles. Like, you know, doing something like that is is uncomfortable. Especially with a bunch of men watching you. Exactly. You know? So I can only imagine how she felt during that. And then just on top of it, how it was described and what she had to do. And it wasn't just, like, a kiss. It was, you know, more intense than that. Yeah. Um, and then another cute thing that I thought was sweet is that, on an unrelated note, but yeah, Joy and Chad actually uh, had a long talk at one of yeah. like a party. I guess it it had nothing to do. It was like outside of work or whatever. There was a party and <laughs> and they just chatted for like an hour and. That helped them kind of develop on-screen chemistry and, like, oh. this platonic vibe that they had going on the whole time. Really cute. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that so much. Like. It's just yeah, so cute. Yeah, the feels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything, like, really impactful to say about that or anything like that other than, like, oh, so, that's so cute. I love those two. <laughs> And I can see how that would be really helpful when you're an actor to mm-hmm. to build that chemistry outside, especially like this was a friendship and it was really important to portray it. And I don't know if in the beginning they knew that it would always be platonic, but um, this helped develop that. So I thought that was sweet. Yeah. And what, that's actually something they've unpacked in, in like, several episodes. Um, I forget who said it, but, like, somebody was talking about, like, uh, th- they thought that Haley and Lucas were going to be a couple. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and shows then, always go there, you know? They're, like, the yeah. best friends, and then... I mean, it's just, like, Joey and Dawson. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... And, like, even in the pilot episode, they reference that, the... Joey loves Dawson scenario or whatever, but but One Tree Hill doesn't go there, you know, mm-hmm. ever. And I love that about their friendship because it's truly platonic. There was never a weird kiss or like a moment where you thought there was chemistry other than like friendship chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like they had love for each other, but it, it didn't go beyond, you know, friendship. Platonic yeah. love. Yeah. 
absolutely. But yeah, I feel like that was like really po- yeah, like you said, very popular back in the day. Uh, friendships, you know, you know, best friends, or you know, they're gonna get together. They've secretly been in love with each other the whole time, and yeah, they never went there. And good. Or at least, like, yeah, the one one person might have the feelings and the other person doesn't, you know, so. Right, exactly. Yeah, I love that, that they never went there. And I and that makes their friendship, I think, more pure and authentic, you know, because of that. No, absolutely. Uh, speaking of friends that never went anywhere, can we talk about the uh, movie that Sophia Bush was going to be in, where <laughs> she was supposed to be the next... Britney Spears or something? I'm so random. What? And then this never I happened. <laughs> Sophia Bush can sing. What? Like, that's the part that I didn't understand. Can she actually sing? <laughs> I don't know. Because I didn't think she could. <laughs> I actually, like, looked up Sophia Bush singing on YouTube. I, you know, I did it, like, maybe two minutes before we started recording, so I didn't do intense research. Uh, but, like, there's some, like, goofy songs that she has, but it's not, like, anything, like, oh, this is, you know, this is her, like, sitting into a microphone, you know, being all Britney Spears. <laughs> I cannot picture that at all, Jeremy. Not at all. Uh, yeah. So, what were those emails about it? So, it, There was going to uh, be music was, produced so that, the, that would be associated with the movie or whatever. Or something, yeah, right? So in, yeah, in the movie, she was supposed to be a pop star who has a nervous breakdown. And then, as a result from the movie, like, as part of the promotional materials for the movie, there was going to be a record deal that she was also going to sign. Like, Sophia was also going to sign the record deal, not her character. And it, she was going to make six albums and a tour. I've never heard Sophia sing. And there... <laughs> And she was on One Tree Hill. She could have had the opportunity to do that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, the, apparently the funding fell apart and it just never happened. So bizarre. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> I, we, we, we were robbed. I, I would love to have seen that. <laughs> but I understand that being expensive. Like, six albums. Like, what the hell? Yeah, wasn't it like a multi-million dollar whole project? Like, it was yeah, a really, exactly. like, there was a lot of money behind it. And then, yeah, it fell through. But. Yeah, it was going to be a star-making vehicle. It was supposed to, like, you know, it was going to make, put Sophia Bush, like, on the map, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's wild to think about. <laughs> was this before One Tree Hill? It had to have been. Yeah, okay. I think it had to have been, yeah. because I think, uh, didn't Joy also, Joy also said she auditioned for the movie, too, right? Yeah, I think she did say that, which is weird, because obviously Joy can sing. Right. Uh, I've never heard Sophia Bush sing, but I'm pretty sure Joy has the talent, <laughs> so, <laughs> in regards to to that. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... On a, on another tangent, though, I, I really like the... It wasn't really, like, advice that she got from Lee Norris, but just, like, a... What's that? Like, a sentimentality she got from... She got from Lee. She she pointed out the fact, like... You know, it's really interesting how guys can date all their dream girls before they settle down. And people say, good for you, but you ladies get treated like you don't deserve the same process of figuring it out. 
I wish there were other people judging your personal life. People would be like, wow, they must be so special if they got all these guys to try to get them to marry them. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that was really, that was deep. Uh-huh. It was, it was wonderful. And I thought Sophia, like, made a joke of it. Well, not a joke of it. I mean, it is serious. She's like, guys, we're so fabulous that people want to marry us. <laughs> <laughs> truth like how come like you know women don't have to don't get that same like you know that same respect that men do in that regard and figuring it out right mm-hmm. yeah i they don't because it's like a given for men but not for women and i don't exactly. really understand the root of that but we're all human <laughs> exactly oh <sighs> Oh, my goodness. I had one other thing for 107. Yes. I found it interesting how they said that Brooke really pushed the action forward in this episode. And this was, remember, Brooke's Uh, worst episode ever when she was uh basically manipulating everyone. and She was a plot device, yeah. yeah. And I know we talked about that in depth, but I don't know if we ever said directly that she pushed the action forward in a way she did i would agree with that but also it was a terrible portrayal of brooke (laughs) (laughs) exactly and even even sophia said she did not like uh, brooke's behavior in this episode yeah i mean what's to like although joy seemed to like it like the fact i guess that it moved the action forward she seemed to like I remember that, yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, Appreciate it more than the others. I don't know. Yeah, which, that's great that she was able to move the plot forward. But still, like, Brooke was fucking toxic. Like, really, really toxic. <laughs> I, yeah. I still don't particularly care for that episode. Um, what do you mean you like that yeah. episode? That was one of your top favorites. Oh, no, 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 no. no I, I love the episode. I don't care line. for Brooke in that episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify. Because <laughs> that was a fantastic episode. Oh, it's so, so good. Uh, Want to play again? Uh-huh. I love that line. <laughs> so, so cute. Uh, what else do I have to say and about? Then, uh, just just to ahead. branch off of that for a second, I know we're going to get to 108 soon, but... They point out that, and I think we did too, but Brooke in 107 is so terrible, but then she redeems herself in 108 with the whole pain uh-huh. and sexual assault storyline and saving yeah, her. It's and like everything. a 180. Yeah. Or like a 720 or something mm-hmm. like that. I think they call it, they call it like a 720. <laughs> so I think we had pointed that out as well, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're like, okay, she's toxic here, but she's so great here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Makes no sense, but okay. <laughs> For real. Oh my god. Are you ready I for 108? Yeah, sure. Let's do this shit. So, uh, the most interesting part of this was what Sophia said, because this is the sexual assault storyline. She mm-hmm. said they wanted to get close to it, meaning the assault. And dealing with that topic, but not the reality of it and the feeling of shame that Peyton would feel. This is not a direct quote, but basically a summary. Mm-hmm. 
And in, in a way, the storyline is kind of progressive for 2003, but she also felt at the same time that they dropped the ball. I think we touched oh, on yeah. that, too, in our episode. We, yeah, I, like, I agreed with everything they were saying. And, like, they even pointed out the fact how, uh, how like, it starts off with, like, the, with Brooke and Peyton buying sexy lingerie. And then it ends with one of them getting assaulted. So it's like, it, it's not blatant victim blaming, but the subtlety is definitely there. There's some undertones for sure. Like, and I think, I think that, that could very well not be conscious, a not a conscious decision on the writer's part, you know, just based on our culture. Yeah. Like, the victim blaming is... That's just part of the culture, at least at the time, you know, and and really it still is like what. So what you wear, just because you wore something that's revealing means that you asked for it, which I still think today that that's still <laughs> people still believe that for real. And it's wild to me. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, I think it was, uh, Sophia who pointed out, though, that this episode was obviously written and directed by a man who was never sexually assaulted in any way. So it's like, how can you, how can you lend that level of authenticity to it? I know, and they never, they never address, like, the aftermath of it. Yep, which we talked about, too. And, like, after this episode, it's like, that's it, and okay. And they move on. Like, yeah, like, oh, nothing happened to Peyton. Like, you know, th- they're fine. Nothing that could have That whole thing could have easily been, like, a three, four-episode arc, you know? Uh-huh. And it wasn't. So. They wanted, like, the drama of the assault, but not the reality of, you know feeling of shame that women feel when stuff like that happens and digging through the emotional aftermath of it all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think Sophia totally summarized what, what my thoughts were, and it's true. Yeah, exactly. In a way, and I agreed with everything. Yeah, in a way, <laughs> it's kind of progressive for the time, but at the same time, they could have done more. Mm-hmm. Like I said, very, uh... Very similar to our discussion, I think. And it was great. What else you got for 108? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Jeremy doesn't know what to say, which I'm like, wow, he usually has... I really don't. Listeners get to hear, like, all these, like, awkward silences where it's like, yeah, like, this happens a lot when we're recording the regular podcast, you know, this... This happens and we edit it out, so you get to see the raw shits. <laughs> um, one thing Ow. they had a com- oh, you can go. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? It was just a little. Okay. It was just a little thing. Oh, they're talking about uh, Moira Cowley's pregnancy, and they thought that they didn't do a good job, like hiding it. And I'm like, I disagree. I thought they did a great job. I, I mean, he's... they're talking specifically about the airport scene. And I, if you know she's pregnant, like, of course you can say, like, yeah, she's pregnant. But like, I, I, when I first watched it, I did not know. Mm-hmm. I just thought, like, okay, she's wearing a very baggy jacket. Okay. Yeah, that's true. 
I don't. Yeah. yeah, I would have to look back at that scene, but I thought they was it was clever how they did it for in at least the other episodes, too. Like so, there were several episodes where they had to conceal her belly, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I was like, I disagree, and I also loved how they pointed out the whole uh, the airport scene. How like she kisses Keith goodbye, and she only like, walks like a few feet. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that before, but that was fun to think about. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. And they tried to fix it by, like, you know, having the camera go toward Keith and make it look like, oh, she's walking away very slowly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the overly dramatic airport scenes, or airport goodbyes. Oh, it's so good. Also, um, I never really thought that this is the episode where music really becomes a character on the show. How so? Like, I mean, that's what that's how they pointed it out. I mean, this is the episode where we get like the dare you to move moment. Oh yeah, with the dare you to move moment. Okay, yep. Yeah, like this is like the. I feel like this is the episode where it's very prevalent that you know, like, okay, this is going to be a very big music centric show. Yeah, that kind of maybe at the time, like it, that moment definitely exploded even as time went on. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what the reception was to that scene, like in the moment, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. But it's an iconic scene for sure, and a song. Uh, it was so good. And it's something else that they uh, pointed out, though, about how, like, you know, they went more in the music direction. Like, they talk about, like, I think I've mentioned this before, too. Uh, Pete's pivot from being, like, an artist to being obsessed with music. Like, th- that is kind of funny to think about. You know, like, where did her love for art go? <laughs> you know? As the series went on? Yeah. I know. Like, all of a sudden she owns a record label? Like, okay. Like, what, what happened to her being an artist, you know? Yeah, they really, they really um let go of that. I guess, you know, we're going to be rewatching, you know, season three soon enough, I guess. But uh, I feel like they started to let go of that in season three and season four. Yeah, I would argue that too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it never really. And you see her do some sketches. She did the sketch of like the friends with. Actually, that wasn't even her. That was Ellie who did the friends True. with benefit album cover. <laughs> but it just. It shows you. It shows a lot right there. Like the end of season four, she gets an internship for a record label, yep. not, not for anything like art related or anything like that. Which I mean, dreams change as you yeah. as you grow older. Like that's very realistic. Uh, but I feel like narratively speaking, I feel like they would have it would have been interesting if they kept that consistent. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Yeah, I wonder what. Yeah, what else they would have done if they had stuck with that, like, in the later seasons? Mm-hmm. That's always curious. Or stuck with Haley being a, being a teacher, as opposed to, like, you know, pivoted from Tudor Girl to all of a sudden being, like, a big musician who goes on tour and shit. Yeah, that's a whole nother critique. That's a whole nother rant of how teachers are portrayed on TV and how teaching is never a career that... Like the character stays oh, I in it for long. That. Characters but. never stay in it for long, and even it's recently because I'm watching rewatching it now. Jane the Virgin, like same thing. Like she teaches for like a hot second there, and then that's not part of the storyline anymore. 
You're right. I never even thought about that, honestly. Oh, I could go on. But yeah. that, that's for another time. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you could go on now. I mean, we're already going on for three hours. <laughs> you can feel free to... I think they're going to be done listening to us, Jeremy. <laughs> 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 Two and a half hours in. <laughs> I mean, we covered a lot of ground in these, you know, in this whole episode. I'm like, do I have anything else to say about 208? Probably, but I don't. I don't think so. I think I covered everything that I needed to say. You know, no, I have one more thing. I have one little tidbit too. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first, or shall I? Doesn't matter. You can go. Okay. Uh. I love that Sophia noted that Brooke and Haley are a lot like Karen and Zeb. I know. I that was that was so sweet. Which they obviously were not play I don't think they were planning on at the time. Because they did not anticipate these two to become such good friends on the show. But they did. <laughs> I just never thought about that parallel before. I'm like, wow, this they really are like uh Karen and Zeb in that way. Like yeah, Deb and Brooke being the equivalent, and then Karen and Haley. Yeah. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. That's so, so good. Anyway, we'll be sure one little thing. And so it's just a little tidbit. The ladies were wondering what was in Karen's cafe or if anything was in it. Well, the last time I went to Wilmington was now a while ago. That was back in, like, 2015. But it was a sporting goods oh, yeah. store. <laughs> oh, really? And... I don't know. It could still be that, but that's what it was in 2015. So. Oh, okay. I mean, that was what six years ago now. Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out like if anybody like emails them with that information. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love learning all these like little Wilmans and fun facts. They're so cute. Yeah, they are fun. Oh my gosh! But yeah, we covered a uh, we covered a lot of grounds. That's a wrap, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we really... it, was fun. it was fun to hand it out. <laughs> <laughs> we, wow, that was a lot of episodes. <laughs> it really was. Uh, we're probably not going to cover as many episodes in like one Royal Review episode, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, because this was obviously like a spur of, not... I mean, initially, it was like a spur-of-the-moment like thing, because the podcast started, and we were like, huh, let's do a commentary. But then, like, mm-hmm. their episodes were already, like, starting to come out, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. We're trying to be, like, you know, really aggressive with these releases and everything. Um, but, yeah. We'll do it. We don't really have an end-end for this, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. But that was our first Royal Review episode. Stay tuned yes. for episode two. <laughs> Stay tuned for episode two, where we talk about episode 109 through who who, else, who the fuck knows. <laughs> well, Stay anyway, tuned. until then, feel, feel free to chat with us on Discord about in the Drama Queens channel. There's a, there's a little channel that's fully spoiled. You can feel free to chat with us there. And... Yeah, we'll go from there. We'll talk cool. soon. Cool, I guess we'll do that. All right. Can you see that I'm trying to prolong this to make it very awkward for you? Do, do you like this? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. 
All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> we can hit stop on the record button Bye. Now. <laughs> bye.